so we can model good boundaries with ourselves by not piling on when we're trying to just set a boundary and have a new behavior. We can also do that for the people around us at work, friendships, whatever it is. Being able to say, yep, that happened. Okay, what's next? Let's move on. Or, yep, let's just make that different choice right now. If we do that, we're a lot more likely to have a change behavior. Welcome to Clarity Cafe, our safe space to get a little clarity on life. And I am Callie here with my Clarity sister, Barb. We're just gonna have a little sip of sunshine on the topic of modeling good boundaries and build on our last conversation, which was about learning to acknowledge our own accomplishments and how that can be really difficult for some of us. So before we dive in, we just want to thank everybody for your involvement on social. For those of you who have subscribed or shared the podcast with someone who has enjoyed it and uh, left a review, we're grateful for your engagement. This is definitely a community and we love our Clarity family. So thank you. Keep the reviews, the shares, the likes, the engagement, the comments going. Well, modeling good boundaries. We could have taken this topic in 15 different directions, but for today, we're going to talk about how to reset our internal dialogue about boundaries and reparenting our inner child to maybe repair, improve, instill, create boundaries in areas that we feel we might be lacking. Yeah, we've talked a lot in the past about setting boundaries with other people. You know, as we start to bring this conversation a little more internally focused and realize that while those are all important, really the most important thing is, is how we set boundaries internally with ourselves, just like how we make decisions internally and how we talk to ourselves with love, but also with some boundaries. And, you know, an example of that might be if you think about your very early self back when you were four years old or however you are, you old you are that you remember thinking, I would really like to have some ice cream right now because everyone seems to really love ice cream and that's what you get when it's your birthday or when it's hot in the summertime. And that was really fun. Maybe you got a stomach ache. Maybe you got that cold headache thing that some people get from ice cream. But now when you think about that, is that really your, you know, whatever, 35, 45, 55 or 65 year old self wanting that ice cream? And you think back on it, maybe that's your four year old self. So What if you were to be able to lovingly reset those boundaries, those decisions that were made at that point in time and say, you know what? Yeah, that's a great idea. And maybe there's a way that we can do it a little bit differently and draw that around into something that's a little more appropriate and self-caring for ourselves at this moment in time by being gentle with that voice and not just say, of course, you can't eat ice cream, but well, maybe there's some a coconut yogurt thing that would be appropriate for you or whatever the appropriate thing is that would be, or maybe you really just need to drink some water and take a walk. So now you've sort of set that ice cream desiring self with a boundary that it's okay to have that urge and have that feeling. In fact, it's perfectly natural, but there might be some other ways we could take it. So there's the boundary setting, but with a really gentle, loving way that doesn't leave you with a feeling of deprivation or that you're not being as good to yourself as you could possibly be. So boundaries. (laughs) Oh, you know, we're going to be sounding some shit off here. So here we go. (laughs) 
boundaries can be really interesting when we've broken them a lot with ourselves and it can create a cycle where there's a lot of shaming, like these conversations, like I'm not a good person. I haven't, it's because I'm dumb. It's because I'm this, it's because I'm that, whatever those things are, uh, that kind of noise is not helpful in trying to get up and pick a new boundary or set a boundary in a different way. So let's practice doing this a new way. Let's Incorporate that learning mindset and take a deep breath. Acknowledge some things might be coming up for you as you're listening to this. And I know that these things can emerge in an instant. And sometimes we're aware of them. Sometimes we're not. Here together, we're exploring this together and looking at it and intentionally invoking this. But sometimes we're out in the world. And it'll come up for us and we don't realize that we're a little bit stressed out because we're riding on a boundary or breaking a boundary, internal or external. And then we start relating to people differently or relating to ourselves differently. When in the background, we're really stressed out about the boundary. And in the foreground, we may be talking about (laughs) or relating to something else completely different. Um, We just got that stressor in the back. So, you know, we're going to practice that mindset. We're going to Take a deep breath and acknowledge that we may have broken commitments to ourselves in the past. We may have set boundaries with ourselves that we didn't uphold. We may have set boundaries with others that we didn't uphold. And in a learning mindset, we practice the tool of forgiveness and acceptance. So take a deep breath, again, acknowledging if you've got some feelings going on. Or maybe this doesn't really hit home for you, but there's somebody in your life right now who's in a little bit of a cycle of this. And this may be an opportunity to just acknowledge and recognize what someone we care about is going through so that we can be present for them in their process of trying to establish boundaries with themselves or with others. It's just helpful to kind of know what's going on over there on the other side of the street. So deep breath, acknowledging the past the frustration, the broken promises, whatever it is, just acknowledge it. Yep, that happened. Real simple. Let's be simple and kind with ourselves. Yep, I'm frustrated with myself. That happened. Or I'm exasperated by my inability to keep a boundary over food or movement or exercise or showing up at events or whatever it is. Like everybody's got their own thing. Just acknowledge that that sits there. And that helps us to dissipate that frustration and those feels. And then we want to just accept that it happened and apply forgiveness. Because again, we want to learn something new. We can't bring all this emotional baggage from before and pile it on to this thing and say, well, I'm going to learn something new, but let's talk, let's take the suitcase of all my past failures and (laughs) squash this new boundary. (laughs) It's not a really great way to start. So, so we just want to say, I, I forgive, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. For some of us, this is easy and we do it all the time. And for some of us, this is maybe kind of difficult or somewhere in between that. Do you say, I forgive you? to yourself enough? Just a reflection. So yeah, okay. Deep breath. I forgive you. And now 
We're going to inhale that acceptance, that forgiveness, and that permission to try something new or try to reset a boundary or do something different. Inhale that acceptance and that forgiveness and exhale all of the stress and the frustration and all the old stuff that may come from the past. Inhale acceptance, forgiveness, self-care, self-love, compassion, whatever little mixture of magic you need today, give it to yourself. This is your day and you can make your own day cocktail (laughs) however you like. (laughs) Inhale that and exhale judgment, criticism, failure feelings, stress, anger, resentment, whatever comes up for you surrounding your boundary space. There you go. Good way to reset, let go of baggage. And you can do this tool at any point at any time. So an easy example would be maybe you committed to going to the gym 10 times in a row. And maybe you got on your sixth time and you skipped a bunch of days. Rather than processing all of those emotions that we might call effort emotions, you know, stress, judgment, criticism, failure, whatever those things are. And like trying to take that thing and then go to the gym with that bag, that heavy bag. Let's just take a deep breath and go, yep, I did. I did stop when I wanted to go 10 times and I only went six. Inhale and go, okay. It's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get up. Remember that, fam. That's what life is about, a learning mindset, changing our relationship with ourselves, and being able to move forward in that new way. Some of us might need to pause this episode and just take another 10, 12 deep breaths, and that's cool. (laughs) Due to editing, you'd never know the fact that we're about to go pause and take a deep breath. And um... (laughs) But really, like, In order to change, we got to let that go. Because if we try to develop a new habit, a new boundary, a new way, and we bring a trunk full of noise and drama and guilting and blah, 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 and pile that on the new way, we are just going to suffocate that new way. So we're just going to leave it over there. And now we're going to focus on creating a new way. Ooh, how many of you found yourself going right back to that pile over there? Oh, but wait. Oh, but I, oh, my exercise, my this, my that, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's the thing. Lolilu, you know the one. She's the one with the devil horns in the photo, in the images that you see. <laughs> Lilu is learning things. And leave it is something I've been teaching her. No, you can't go bug bud when he's doing something that he wants to do. If he's playing with his ball, you leave him alone. So leave it. No, you don't get to go nose the cat and and herd the cat in the way that you want because you're bored. Leave it. No, you don't get to go pick up that nasty thing as we're walking down the sidewalk and somebody dropped a piece of trash and it smells super good and you're going to put your nose in there and you eat it and probably get sick. No, leave it. So I say to us, as we play with this new way of being, when you find yourself going back to that pile of how you feel you failed, leave it. 
I love that. And as a dog trainer, I see you being able to really have those good boundaries and good directions. And it takes time for Lilu to learn that. And she's the, one of the smartest dogs I've ever seen. But she's still wondering, eh, should she leave that or not until you give her that direction? So our inner dialogue, our inner child is a bit like that too, right? Because we're, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, I'm okay. That's okay. I don't really, I'm not really carrying that that guilt and that shame. And then suddenly you catch a glimmer of it out of the out of your eye and you sort of have to tell yourself, leave it. Because that's just such a that's a rut that we've made. And the more we get out of those ruts and start making our own path that's more in present time, the easier it is to leave that stuff behind. But it does take some practice and some gentle coaxing. And so that that's a good voice, that dog, that that gentle but firm dog training voice is probably a good one to use for ourselves as well. <laughs> I mean, I think about my relationship with food from having had, you know, type one diabetes, which is you, know, you have to really be careful of everything you eat. And, you know, as a child, it means you can't eat sugar and you can't you can't eat this. You know, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. Oh, but maybe it's OK if you do this. And and the science on that has all changed over the years as well. And we've talked in our previous podcast about food and about the joys of food and nourishing food. But, you know, there was a time in my life when when I had a lot of guilt and shame around food. It was just very hard to always be doing the right thing. And therefore, I sort of figured it must be that I'm a bad person and that voice would then cause me to continue to sort of not have good boundaries around that, right? It's like, well, as long as I've eaten, you know, five potato chips, I might as well eat 10, right? And the shifting of that relationship around food, the difference in that now is so amazing to me because I love food. I love to make food. I love to eat food. And I don't have those decisions to make anymore because I've left that behind, now, there's a lot of other things I need to leave behind. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't have, you know, all those things that I'm constantly working on, a lot of those voices um, and dialogues from the past. But I can appreciate and tell myself I've done a good job of, of that one. And that's such a fundamental one because it's how I nourish myself and also nourish other people and how I can be around other people with food and be in the world around that. So, you know, it's also a good reflection to think about, you know, how what are some of the ways that you've done that yourself in the past, because I'm sure all of us that are listening have had those victories and had those things that we've improved on and can learn from and probably think about, you know, maybe one or two things that they might want to tell themselves to, we might want to tell ourselves to start <laughs> leaving it. Yeah. You know, just to build on that analogy, what doesn't work in dog training is to say, Lilu, leave it. Last week, you muzzle punched the cat because you wanted it to run so you could chase it up the cat tree. And then you went over and you stole Bud's ball 10 times. And then you went over there, and I can't believe this, but you broke in and pushed the door open so you were able to get in there and eat the cat's food. And you did this and this and this. So if I do that with my training, the impact is that we end up finding ourselves less effective than just saying, leave it, and then going and either redirect or choosing a different path when we're going to go have a boundary. So in other words, heaping up a whole bunch of noise on top of wanting to set a boundary is not going to help. So let's talk about things that does help. One thing I would say, Kelly, is sometimes when I find myself 
struggling to kind of make and hold a boundary, whether it's large or small, I might find it helpful and do find it helpful to ask a friend, you know, get a buddy. This is kind of one of the things we talked about and get an accountability buddy, get a buddy to help you with your boundaries. Now, you know, pick a boundary. Maybe the boundary is that you're, I remember when I was drinking a lot of coffee, I would drink coffee in the morning and then I loved having coffee in the afternoon and people would say, hey, do you want to go get, do you want to go to XYZ coffee shop and get a latte or whatever, get almond milk, this or that. And it would always sound so good. And I'd say, oh yeah, that's great. And then afterwards I'd be like, ah, I really wish, kind of wish I wasn't doing that last coffee. But my resistance and my decision-making at that moment in the afternoon wasn't necessarily as what I would want it to be. So I could anticipate that and say, hey, you know, that whole afternoon coffee thing, I love spending time with you. I still want to have the conversation. I'll happy to go walk with you to the coffee shop, but I'm not going to have a coffee. So can you kind of help me with that? So maybe the first time that my resistance gets a little low and I change my mind, my friend could say, hey, Barb, remember... You know, you were saying that you didn't want to do that. So I'm just reminding you of that. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, great. Thanks. You know what? I just fell back into an old rut. And thank you for helping me with that. Sometimes that little it's that little course correction, just like saying, you know, leave it. That gives me the power to tell myself to leave that in that moment. Having someone that can help you with that is a really easy way to do that. And, you know, what might happen from that is that, that your friend says, hey, you know, I got a thing, too. I'm going to quit XYZ. And I've already decided to do that. And I'm pretty good at it. But every once in a while, I slide. So can you help me with that? And now you've got a situation where you're actually becoming not just someone who's helped by that and setting a boundary, but helping someone else maintain a healthy boundary. And then both of you feel better. And at the end of the day. Yeah. And we have to decide what level of a boundary we need. Because some of us still walking to the coffee shop and just standing outside and not getting a coffee, maybe too much. Maybe it's too hard or, you know, <laughs> donuts. <laughs> like four o'clock comes around, that donut's looking good. So that might be, hey, I want to spend time with you, but rather than going to sit and have coffee, can we just go for a walk around the block or two? You know, can we, or can, on bad weather, I remember walking um, in the buildings. We would just walk every floor of the building, which also became a social thing because we were able to say hi to people. So that helped too. But um, being able to change up the activity so that that point where the boundary would need to come up doesn't even come up. And so that can be you know, a, a really helpful tool is to sort of change the path we're walking on, both literally and metaphorically. Absolutely. And it only takes a second, right? And then, oh, is that course correct? But that could be the thing that really changes the nature of your day. Another one that I was thinking about that's a really interesting one is ending conversations. You know, because there's sort of an infinite amount of things to talk about when you're talking to a good friend of yours or somebody from work and you know, continue to talk when you leave work and then you have a phone call that night. Those things can kind of spill over from your work day into your personal time, et cetera. And one of the boundaries that I'm continuing to work on because I love my work. And, you know, Stephen, how do you define work? I hope that most of my work seems like play, but having boundaries and being able to say, you know, after this time, I'm going to make a decision that for this week, I'm not going to talk about business after six o'clock. 
seven o'clock, whatever your whatever your habit is, you know, you want to improve upon it a little bit. But the person that you're doing that with is also doing that. If you share with them, hey, this is one of my goals. Let's be really efficient and get everything we need to talk about out of the way early and then help me stick with that. If it starts to be, you know, five or 10 or 15 minutes after when I told you I generally want to stop because I'm going to work on having a lovely meal and then also winding down and being able to get good sleep, whatever those things are that we're setting, if we engage our partner and the person we're having those interactions with, we can start to help maintain and and build those habits of of the healthier boundaries. And they'll change over time. But again, I'm just thinking part of making the time and the space for uh, rejuvenation and rest and what we've talked about, having fun or um, having downtime so that we uh, are fresh for the next day. It's another really good boundary that I think a lot of us high-performing types could take a little bit of help with. And it's interesting, too, because going back to the leave it conversation, again, when we want to change behaviors, we don't necessarily want to pile on a whole bunch of noise. So it's easier to have good boundaries when we're simple and quiet about them. So I had an example recently, you know, something came up, someone was super over explaining And we didn't need to have all that over explanation. Let's just go next thing. You know, let's just move on. And so we can model good boundaries with ourselves by not piling on when we're trying to just set a boundary and have a new behavior. We can also do that for the people around us at work, friendships, whatever it is, being able to say, okay, yep, that happened. Okay, what's next? Let's move on. Or, yep, let's just make that different choice right now. If we do that, we're a lot more likely to have a change behavior. And I love that saying, do you want to be right or do you want to win? If it's going to do that home workout video or whatever, and there's this whole pile of noise about whether it's with yourself or with Maybe you've got an accountability buddy and they didn't show up. And so rather than getting it, spending that 15, 20 minutes in the, you did this, you didn't do this, you did and didn't, didn't, whether that's internal or external or both, a lot more productive to say, yeah, okay, that didn't work. And let's just push play. Let's just do this right now. Okay, let's just go. We're going to push play and watch that video. And we're just going to do this workout or dance or whatever it is. And when we silence or remove the space that we've typically given for all of that mental noise, again, whether it's external or not, we give permission to ourselves to to be at more peace and more enjoyment, but we also model that for other people. And then people come to expect boundaries and a simple moving on from us. So it's not so out of character if something goes south at work and we go, okay, here's three things we learned, now let's move on. We're not gonna spend the next month pointing fingers. Like, here's the three things we learned. This is what we got to change. Let's move on. Let's go. And rather than getting into a long story about it, it really helps us to change behaviors and to keep our boundaries much more likely the next time it comes up. hundred percent. And so much more productive. You call it lots of different things, you know, a plus delta analysis. Hey, we know that we did these three things well, these three things we could improve on, go. And it feels a lot safer too. If you model those boundaries like, oh, then it's okay for me to let this go too. And I don't have to be trying to accuse or 
push blame off to someone else or take this thing onto myself because it's just something that happened. And if she can be neutral about it and just look at the facts and move on, then I can too. And maybe then so can all my all the other people involved, all my coworkers, and then everybody feels safer and has learned something about setting boundaries. So we've covered a lot of ground tonight uh, with this particular podcast. Barb, did we did we giggle enough? We didn't giggle enough. You're right. We need to start this whole podcast over and giggle, or we can just throw some giggles in now. <laughs> hey, guess what? We're not starting no, over, that. but we're just going to get the giggles right in. We're going to get the giggles in right now. We're out of the giggles. Oh, God. And um, we're going to enjoy the fact that we, you know, sometimes we talk about heavy topics and we just have to have a little giggle session at the end. Because that helps. Yeah, it was a heavy topic. And thank you for that, because I think we always need to remember that because we need to come back up into that light of the giggle energy because it's always there, even if we lose track of it down in a heavy topic. So let's be sure that we take that away from this topic and, and bring that light and levity into it. And we're super happy to be seeing how much interaction we're getting on social, how much comments and likes and ideas for podcasts. Please keep sharing. Please keep telling your friends and subscribing and let us know what you're thinking about future topics. We so appreciate you, Clarity Fam, and all the interactions that we have with you. And we're infinitely grateful for this opportunity as we try to bring this little podcast into the bigger world and reach more people and form a more meaningful and fun community. Your involvement makes a difference. It makes a difference. So please continue to be involved. You're a part of this. this is, we're doing this together, fam. Yes, please. So on our next episode, we're going to talk about authentic compliments. Mm, like what are the real authenticity behind those compliments and and when we give them and how people perceive whether they're real or not. So I think that's a juicy topic we're going to look forward to jumping into. So give that some thought and we'll be prepared to hear your thoughts after we record that podcast. And again, please take what's useful to you. Leave the rest behind. Just leave it. And <laughs> leave it. Yeah. Leave it. <laughs> practice my dog voice. Leave it. <laughs> and we'll, uh, in the meantime, take good care of yourself and be well. <laughs>